0: The views expressed in the following program are those of the participants and do not necessarily reflect the views of Saga Nine Sixty AM or its management.
1: Turn my music high, 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 high. Yeah. You don't know what you Sure I do. I'm from the streets Quadcast Nation, welcome back. We are in full effect. Solvent Healthcare Radio on Saga 960 with Dr. K. Feeling good, folks? Feeling good. Still having the number one best-selling book on apologetic leadership. If you haven't checked it out already, I don't know what y'all are waiting for. You gotta jump on that train, man. We talk about how to create change, how to lead from a place of values, how to lean into courage, how to avoid making fear-based decisions. How to think outside the box. What healthcare is needing today. That's what it's all about, folks. So check out Unapologetic Leadership. You can either find it on our website, drcordiova.ca, or on amazon.com. Yeah, yeah. All right, listen. We have a stupendous episode from the podcast, Fast to Hill Stories, blogger, podcaster, author, Shanna Hussen, nutritionist. And she's talking about some of her magical abilities to reverse metabolic disease, reverse autoimmune conditions from the magic of fasting, from the magic of eating healthy and and I love this story because she talks about how it affected her own life and how it, it transformed the life of her family members. And now, like honestly. Because she's teaching this at scale. In fact, she's in fa- impacting the lives of so many people in her community. So I think this one's a real motivator, folks, that if you are struggling with your weight, you are struggling being a pre-diabetic or a diabetic, you'll hear these stories and tell yourself, I could do this. I could turn this around. So I'm, I'm keen for y'all to jump on this one, one with Shanna Hudson. You guys are going to love it. But before we jump into it, let's hear a word from our sponsors. First off, BetterHelp. This is the largest online counseling platform worldwide. They change the way we get help with facing life's challenges by providing convenient, discreet, and affordable access to licensed therapists. BetterHelp makes professional counseling available anytime, anywhere, through a computer tablet or smartphone sign up at betterhelp.com backslash solving healthcare that's betterhelp.com backslash solving healthcare and get 10 percent off sign up fees or go to better help and use this promo code solving healthcare next i want to tell you about elements that's l-m-n-t For real, the key to proper hydration isn't just water. It's water plus electrolytes. This balance is vital to avoid issues like muscle cramps, energy dips, often caused by dilution of electrolyte levels. So enter Element, an electrolyte drink mix that's tasty, convenient, and free from sugar and artificial additives. Co-created by my boy Rob Wolf and Lewis, and Element provides optimal ratios of sodium potassium and magnesium ensuring not only health and performance benefits but also a delightful tasty experience like orange salt citrus salt and the new and delicious watermelon salt my favorite and for those that sign up you get a free sample and those and to celebrate our partnership right now we're off we're offering a free sample pack on your first order so you, go, you simply have to go to drinkelement.com backslash quadcast. That's drinkelement.com backslash K-W-A-D-C-A-S-T. Last one I want to mention is our 28-day reboot course. A lot of people feel stuck. A lot of people not sure how to get out of this rut when it comes to their health and wellness. So we created a 28-Day Reboot course to just rejuvenate folks. We talk about our principles of nutrition, movement, stress management, and community. We give you a guide on a daily activity to be able to try and achieve those goals. So go to 28dayreboot.co. That's 28dayreboot.co. All right, without further ado, let's go. Shanna Husson. We are talking all things metabolic health, improving your health, and wellness with the one and only Shanna Husson. Welcome to the podcast.
0: Thanks. It's so fun to be here and to be able to talk with you today.
1: Absolutely. Like I, we're talking podcaster, we're talking course creator, we're talking nutritionist, dietitian, all things and reading about you, I'm I'm not exactly sure how we connected. I think, well, I think it was on Instagram, but I don't remember exactly what drew me to you, but reading your story, you can't help not to be moved by the reasons why you started to, to heal. So what what was the background behind this creation?
0: Yes. In my professional field, I now live and breathe the metabolic health. And that was not always the case. So I've actually been a registered dietitian for 23 years. So it's been a long time, but um, I was traditionally trained in the conventional system. Um, And about 10 to 15 years in, I noticed the people I was working with, whether I was sometimes in employee health, I was an outpatient nutritionist they weren't getting better. They were coming back when they actually came back. A lot of them didn't come back because they weren't seeing improvements. But I was tra- I was teaching the traditional guidelines. And you know, all the mumbo jumbo that were were taught to eat from the time you get up in the morning until your time you go to bed, eat lots of healthy whole grains, you know, eat all of these carbohydrates, don't eat a lot of protein, don't eat, you know, any saturated fat, and people were not getting healthier, and so about ten to fifteen years in, I thought, well, maybe it's just them not being compliant. You know, it's like that's kind of what you always you always think at first. It's like, oh, it's a non-compliance issue. But then I started to struggle with my own health issues. I was bloated all the time. I was getting canker sores in my mouth non-stop. Uh, by this time, I had three young children and. Um, you know, all of the things that go along with parenting and stress, and um I just didn't feel good and I never had any huge weight issues, but it was really hard to maintain my weight. And I thought, you know, I was in my 30s, I'm like, am I gonna have to like run 20 miles a week for the rest of my life and do strength training? And I was again, I was eating all the conventional um, you know, the guidelines and thinking that it was healthy. And in the process, I actually developed insulin resistance, which I didn't know. I didn't. I didn't really know that term. I didn't know how to measure it for it. Um, and I had a healthy weight, and every time I had my blood sugars checked and my cholesterol panel checked, those always looked good. So I had normal blood sugars, but I just couldn't figure out like why it was so hard. And so a couple more years went by, and. My middle son grew very ill in 2016. He um, struggled with ulcerative colitis he was ultimately diagnosed with. But this just catapulted us into the conventional system where we had never really been before. Like our family had always been really healthy. It basically took my kids to well child visits. All of a sudden... It's medication, 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 stacking them, side effects. He's not getting better. I'm asking questions. I'm doing lots of research. No one can answer my questions. And if I presented any sort of therapy that was out of the standard of care, it's like, forget it. I we can't do that. We can't try it. My hands are tied. Um, <clears throat> and so all of this was kind of going on at the same time. I actually left at the, the nutrition field for a while because what I was learning and uncovering did not sit well with me. And I was listening to all of these integrative doctors and chiropractors and naturopathics and, um, you know, all of the alternative health that I never really, I didn't really ever know about, even though I'm a registered dietitian, you'd think I'd know all about, <laughs> uh, you know, com- uh, you know, the more alternative um, nutritional healing, but I didn't, and so I just left the field. I'm like, I don't think I I want to even teach this anymore. And about five years went by, and I started to hear hear more and more about intermittent fasting and metabolic health, and then I really started to learn a lot about insulin resistance. And at first I was very turned off to it. I'm like, this is crazy. You You got to eat all, you know, like multiple times a day to keep your energy up, you know, all of the things that were taught. And I just kind of would discount it when when I would hear people talk about it. I'm like, okay, I like what these people are saying, but this intermittent fasting stuff is like, no. <laughs> and so I, I heard it more and more and I started to slowly pull back carbohydrate intake Um, it just so happened my son was following a bunch of different like healing diets and a lot of them were like excluding sugar and grains and once I did that I immediately felt better I was not bloated (laughs) I could go longer periods of time without eating and then I could I could add the intermittent fasting on in so I just decided to try it on myself And I remember the first time I went to like nine o'clock in the morning without eating. I was like, oh my gosh, I made it till nine. And then I went till noon and like, I didn't die. Like I'm still here. And then it just became a way of life. And I ended up doing a, a small pilot study. And then I then I then I was getting passionate about this, right? I'm like, okay, now I understand why nobody was getting better because I was basically telling them to do the opposite of what's going to help them heal their metabolic health issues. Started getting passionate about it, did a little pilot study with about 20 people in my community. We did intermittent fasting. We pulled back carbohydrate intake, and they got so much they they had so much healing in 6 weeks i couldn't even believe it so i just started to put together some handouts for other people i thought i'm going to start you know trying to to do my own thing online and then i'm like well if i'm doing all these handouts i might as well just write a book and so i wrote a book called Faster to Heal that came out in 2020. And I've been um, living this lifestyle. Of a, I, I call it a low, lower insulin lifestyle where you can balance your insulin where it should be. And instead of running high insulin throughout the day, and I've developed the courses and led now at this point, thousands of students um, through, you know, my, my resources and my book and, it's just amazing because um it's frustrating. Like I look back and I get frustrated because I taught really poor guidelines for a long time, but I didn't know they were poor. It's like you wanna go back in time, but you can only, you know, admit that these guidelines were not great, pivot and start teaching what actually heals people. So I'm just so thankful that I Am able to know the information that actually helps humans heal their their broken metabolisms, and you look around, and you know this. It's like 80 percent of people, maybe even higher. You know, I think it's like ninety three percent of people have some sort of metabolic insufficiency where they're not optimally um, running metabolically. So, I'm just very thankful that I'm here, actually. Being able to teach guidelines that are helping people rather than getting them more ill.
1: We'll be right back after these messages with Shanna Husson.
0: Stream us live at saga960am.ca.
1: Healthcare Radio with Doctor Wajokara Mantang, featuring the nutritionist Shanna Husson. I Shanna, the, the thing I love about this is turning around and impacting so many people's lives. Like what you what you're doing is is helping people at scale, right? Like when when it's whether it's coaching the book, having your own students. Because I, I do think the enterprise of what our "Quote unquote guidelines are, is it's it's quite challenging to overcome. Like they're everywhere, right? Like the like the traditional, as you mentioned, you need this much carbohydrates. We're we'll, we're not going to emphasize protein. Like it's everywhere, and and so to 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 counteract that and to to have your own force essentially to try and balance the the, the concerns we have." especially when we have a population that is I still think is not getting metabolically healthy. Like we still have a ton of work to do. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, it's like, it's an uphill battle right now.
0: Right. Yeah. Our whole environment has set, has been, sets us up to fail. I mean, you can't go into a gas station a convenience store, a grocery store, 80% of the food is junk. Kids eat 60 to 70% processed foods. It's so sad. It's like I get so sad when I go and sit in an airport or a shopping mall and you just see all these children who are not metabolically healthy. They have weight issues. And it's just, it's what we're taught. We're taught just really poor guidelines. And Big food wants it that way. I mean, it's it's kind of early in the conversation to get into that. But, you know, these processed foods and convenience foods, the ultra processed foods are are setting you up to fail because they are meant to be addictive and want and leave you basically malnourished I mean we have we're over fat but we're we're undernourished because of these foods and you're just you're always hungry it's a cycle they're easy they're they taste delicious they're easy to get you can get them anywhere they're cheap so it's just like you said the environment is is great like you can't go anywhere I have three kids I totally get it. I get how it's like they want to eat all of that food wherever you go. And you're the weird, mean mom who is is setting them up with weird food. It's like now normal, healthy, whole foods are weird to Mm. children. And it just makes me so sad. And I think the latest message just kind of put out in the traditional dietetics field. So many dietitians have latched onto this. And some dietitians are even paid to spread the message that all foods can fit in moderation. Like it drives me insane. And I'm not here to say like, you absolutely can't eat any one food for the rest of your life. But to say that all foods are healthy in moderation is just not true. Like all of these ultra processed foods. collectively have made us so sick and ill and so addictive that we just can't say that all foods are good for us in moderation. Like, I cannot send that message to somebody who has type 2 diabetes, is on insulin. I can't sit there and say, like six Oreos a day is okay because it's better than the six. I'm just, you know, using an example than the 15 Oreos you were eating before. Like, no, you those foods are making you ill. So it's just it's such a combination of so many things. Um, but yes, there is hope because I feel like more, more and more people are waking up to this and more practitioners are waking up to this. And, um, you know, doctors, dieticians want to help people. They want to help people heal. They don't want to make you ill, mm. but we just haven't been taught the proper tools. So it's like, once you find out, you can't unlearn what you know. And then, um, I, I think the tides are turning, but it's, we, we're, we're up against so much. I mean, big food, big pharma, it's, those are those are huge trains to try to turn. Nah. Huge ships to try to I, turn.
1: I, I hear you. Your point point though is it's funny. Like when you say once you see it, you can't unsee it. I felt the same way. Like as in a, like uh, I'm an ICU doc. I'm uh, with my regular job, and during the pandemic, we saw a lot of metabolic disease driving COVID il- illness. And when I you start to learn about Reversing metabolic disease, like I'm assuming, similar to you, this wasn't preached in school at all. So, no. so when they were saying that, I was, I was, I was like, "What are you guys talking about? Reversing metabolic disease?" And then you start to read about it, you start to learn about fasting, you start learning about low carb, keto, all these things. It's like, wow, how are we not preaching this to the world right now? You know, and so I'm wondering, from your perspective. Where do people start? Like when you have a new client, or you're you're teaching other uh, healthcare providers, as an example, what's what's the starting point? Because when you you look at it from a bird's eye view, it seems so overwhelming, right? Especially as you said, there's a lot of, of opposing forces that are uh, that are trying to slow this down. So yeah, I'm curious to hear what your starting point is.
0: Yeah, there. There are, you're right. I mean, so, so much opposes this and it's so much easier to keep going down the road that makes you ill. But when I work with students, I basically tell them like you got sick from the lifestyle you were leading. You get unsick by basically doing the opposite of what got you sick in the first place. And you're right. It's like, So many um, people who come to me are like, well, I was told I'm just going to have, you know, I have prediabetes. I've just been told it's going to progress to type two. I'm going to have to keep taking these medications lifelong. I'll probably need insulin at some point. It's like, no, that's not true. If you just undo what you did, what made you ill. Um, So there are some starting points. So When talking insulin resistance, which almost everybody with metabolic disease is struggling with, and that's really what I focus on, it's like you have high levels of insulin that have developed over the course of time from the lifestyle that we live. I mean, we've been told like we were talking to eat from the time we get up in the morning till the time we go to bed. We have all these ultra processed foods around carbohydrates are the biggest stimulators of insulin. So insulin is not inherently bad. We know we die without it. I mean, it's a hormone that basically um, allows energy to, to be accessed from the cells. We need it. We would die without it, but With the lifestyle that we live, with eating ultra-processed foods all day long, eating very frequently, eating high-carbohydrate foods, sugary foods foods that basically break down into sugar, not eating a lot of protein and fat or just stimulating insulin all day long. And so there comes a point where not, so insulin resistance is two things. It's it's high levels of insulin because you've been eating this way and living this lifestyle for so long that you just have higher levels of insulin because the pancreas has to keep secreting insulin every time you eat these foods. It would be nice if you could just like eat, you know, you utilize the carbohydrates that you're going to utilize and the rest would just vanish, right? But it doesn't work that way. You've eaten too much energy from what you're burning off. It's got to go somewhere. And so the insulin has just been running high. Like your pancreas is just so busy that the insulin levels start to run higher than normal. So that's problem number one. Problem number two is when insulin levels have been running high for so long, the cells, every cell has an insulin receptor for energy to be able to b- burn energy. They just are not receptive to that anymore. It's like, I'm sick of you insulin, like go away. <laughs> I have so much energy in my cells already. I I don't need more. And so when insulin is running high, like one thing I really want your listeners to walk away from, from this is when insulin's running high you were in energy storage mode, because that's what insulin does. It's directing energy into the cell. So if you're constantly directing energy into the cell, you can't burn energy. And so you're basically turning off fat metabolism. And people have loads of extra body fat. I mean, I even I could have weeks of burning of body fat, even though I'm at a normal weight. But insulin resistance is basically an access issue. So you have all of this stored fat, but you can't access it. And it's super frustrating. So you're hungry all the time. You just want to keep eating because insulin is, you know, your cells are loaded with energy. It's kind of like trying to stuff another pair of pants into a suitcase that's already overflowing. And so what we need to do is start to bring those levels of insulin down. And there's a couple of different strategies that work very well. So again, we're going to do the opposite of what we were doing to get that high insulin and to really pack the energy in. So we want the energy to come out of the cell. So lowering insulin is critical. Um, and I knew nothing about this. I didn't know I had high insulin levels until a couple of years ago. And you can test for it. Um, but the two strategies that really work really nicely are intermittent fasting and then therapeutic carb restriction. But that that can be really scary to people who have been used, you know, people like I I was when I would eat from the time I got up and fasting until even nine or 10 in the morning seemed impossible. And so the first thing we work on is getting rid of snacks. Like that is, that's the first thing. So we really start to round out our meals, go back to how people were eating in the 60s and 70s. (laughs) Your three square meals a day, start there. And we really need to look at the macronutrients that we're eating. We're, We're gonna start pulling back some carbohydrates slowly so that your body doesn't, isn't like super shocked. You don't wanna go from like, 300 carbohydrates to 30 in a couple of days. Like you, you won't feel well if you do that. Um, so you really start to pull out the snacking first, work on eating meals only, work on not eat, drinking anything sugary or calorie stimulating in between the meals and then not eating after dinner. Like that is step number one. And that can be difficult. Um, you know, there's a lot of people who eat the vast majority of their calories at night because they haven't nourished themselves sufficiently throughout the day. And so it's kind of just reversing that whole process and eating lesser times throughout the day and pull in slowly pulling back carbohydrates. And I want people to understand carbohydrates are not inherently bad. I'm not one of these people who says, you can't eat any more carbohydrate, like we're pulling all your carbohydrates. Um, But when you are metabolically ill or have a broken metabolism or a metabolic disease, you are not utilizing carbohydrates well, like you would just kind of have this broken system and your body's forgotten how to burn fat. So we need to reverse that and allow the cells to become sensitive to insulin and carbohydrates again. So you really need to pull them back for a while. And it's therapeutic. Like Again, you don't want to think of this as restrictive. You want to think of it as your therapy that's allowing you to pull down insulin levels, reestablish insulin sensitivity to the cells. I know these might be like kind of crazy words um, for, for some listeners, but um, you just have to think about doing the opposite of what got you ill. And I do want to say too, it's like, sometimes people think, well, how long do I have to do this? Like, how long does it, does it take? And it's different for everybody because insulin resistance is really a spectrum. Like those who are on insulin, that's the, that's the highest level of insulin resistance, right? Like your body is just not, utilizing. You have to take endogenous insulin, whereas somebody else might just have a little bit of insulin resistance. And so it really depends on your level of of where you're starting at. Um, but you reverse the whole process. You reestablish the insulin sensitivity. But it's important to note that if you go back to that lifestyle that got you sick, you're going to get sick again. <laughs> so I do. And then and then it's it's helpful to understand, too, like the reversal of the disease process, like metabolic disease. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky, lucky in line at the deli, I guess, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
1: I never win and tell.
0: Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Those protocols look different than, like, a maintenance strategy. Like, I myself, I've recovered from insulin resistance I now have normal insulin levels I've reestablished my insulin sensitivity so what I do now looks different than what I did a couple of years ago as far as you know, my fasting protocol and my carbohydrate intake
1: we'll be right back after these messages with Shanna Hussam.
0: out of the night into the water we pushed the boat from shore breaking the air Stillness of the bay. No radio? No problem. Stream us live on saga960am.ca. Run them jewels fast, run them, run them jewels fast, run them, run them, run them, run them, run them,
1: run run them. The slow mo. You are listening to Solvent Healthcare Radio with Dr. K featuring Shanna Husson. Yeah, I I really like that. Uh, Shannon, like the practical component of reducing your snacking, like eating during, like like you said, back to the 60s and 70s, the times where we would normally eat. Because I think the snacking, especially how available the snacks are, it's it's that middle section of the grocery aisle and what our kids just gravitate to. And I'm a father of three as well. And when they grab the snacks, it's hard not to want a snack as well. So I, I, I really like the idea of focusing on that, but also creating an environment where it's easier. Like we, we often talk in our in our group about just get rid of this stuff. Like don't keep it in the house. Like limit the, the amount of snacky type items in the house and, and really create an environment where you could succeed. I'm wondering if you could also comment. Like you you you're talking about how you you change the macros, going from as an example, you know, 300 grams of of carbohydrates to less than that. Where, where do you see protein? Like I, I know there's been a lot more attention towards it. I'm sure you're a Ted Naiman fan, but the <laughs> like but like where where do you, where does that sit in your practice, and how do you Uh, bring it to your your clients and students' attention?
0: Yeah, I do see it's a huge problem for women especially. They just have under-eaten protein for basically their whole lives because we've been told to stay away from it. We've been told to focus on carbohydrates. And so it's important to understand that Protein and fatty acids are essential nutri- nutrients, meaning we can't make them, we have to eat them, we have to have them for building, basically the whole human body is made out of protein, and then fatty acids are a precursor for many hormones and neurotransmitters. And so we've been told to eat all this carbohydrate, but this, this might ruffle feathers for some people, but they're not essential, like the human body doesn't need carbohydrates in order to live. Now, I'm again, I'm not saying don't eat them. But the simple fact that we've focused on eating 55 to 65% of our diet that we've been told to come from carbohydrates is pretty crazy when you think about it, because it's protein and fatty acids that are essential. So we've just slowly gravitated away from those in the last 50 to 60 years. And here we are very, very ill. And so again, we don't have to completely eliminate carbohydrates but it doesn't make sense to focus on them and yes they are an energy source and they can provide us with energy we can burn glucose but we can also burn ketones um, from fatty acids so a lot of times people think we just have one energy system we need carbs we have to have those but no we can also burn keto ketones Um, from fatty acids. So that's important to understand. But yeah, so what I typically tell people when they're focusing on macronutrients is we find a level of healthy carbohydrates for you. And I have a carb quiz that helps people with this, but I'm generally recommending anywhere from like 25 to 100 grams of carbohydrate a day. Like that is considered low carb for most people because like we had said, most are eating like 300 to 400. And so it really depends on your disease state. It depends on where you're starting at, and it depends on what your goals are. So somewhere in that ballpark is what I suggest, and we kind of move you down slowly. I'm definitely closer to hundred. I I don't have metabolic disease. I'm active. Um, I do a lot of strength training, so I can afford to eat more carbohydrate. But if you're if you're very metabolically ill, we usually scale back to more like twenty five to fifty at the at the most. Um, and then as far as protein goes, um, I do have people focus on that as a macronutrient because it's so underutilized for women, especially. So what I, the target I give them is like one gram per pound of, um, not lean body weight, but, um, I guess, thank you for ideal body weight. So for most women, like I, I usually tell women to shoot for a hundred to 120 grams per day, like start there. And that can be really challenging for, I mean, I'm, so I only eat twice a day. So I'm usually shooting for 50 grams of protein in each of my meals which is very manageable but it can be overwhelming at first if you're not used to eating a lot of protein. Um so that's the those are the targets that I use and for men it's more like 150ish somewhere in there maybe 175 maybe even 200 um but it can be it can be a big boost for a lot of women and but what that does is just doing that much really protein's the most Um, satiating macronutrient that we have and so all this and it's very helpful for regulating blood sugar so if you can and and the meal that I have people really focus on is the first meal that they're having no matter if that's at eight o'clock in the morning or noon whatever kind of schedule that you have that kneeling that first meal and making sure it's high protein and low carb That can help regulate your blood sugar all day long Mm -hmm. because if you're throwing a ton of carbohydrates in right in the morning or for that first meal, you're just going to create a big blood sugar spike followed by a big rush of insulin and you're just going to be on this blood sugar roller coaster all day long and you're going to feel like crap and you're going to have energy plummets and you're going to be craving carbs because as your blood sugar drops, you're going to be craving more. So it's amazing. Like people can turn this around within a couple of weeks. I mean, it's, I mean, you do those couple of things like that first meal, um, and you're going to feel so much better. And then fat is a little bit more challenging to, um, predict and recommend because it just kind of floats in the middle there. And, um, I always tell my students like just make sure you're getting a couple of servings of natural fats at each meal and then we can kind of see how you're feeling but um, fat's really important because it's a longer burning energy than carbohydrates it takes longer to process and break down so again that satiety factor when you pull back the carbohydrates raise the protein make sure you're getting enough fat I mean all of a sudden you're going four, five, six hours. I never thought I'd be one of those people who four hours after I ate a meal, like, oh, I'm starting to get a little hungry. Cause it was like, I was eating every couple hours and always thinking about food because I ate a lot of carbohydrates, even though, you know, and then I thought I was eating healthy. I want people to understand that too. It's like, I was eating healthy carbohydrates. I wasn't eating processed stuff. I was eating oatmeal and, you know, whole grain bread that, that I thought was doing me good. and. Lots of fruits and vegetables. And again, not that these things are inherently bad, but I was just eating them and like way too much of them. My body was not processing them well. My And I probably had blood sugar issues. It's just when I went to get my fasting blood sugar, you d- it wasn't showing up. Because I I didn't ever monitor it continuously, so I hope that answers your question with the macronutrients. But just doing that much can make a huge difference in how you feel throughout the day.
1: No, I, that absolutely answers the question. I I like the point you make about the first meal of the day. I, I I've I've worn a CGM. Some of the listeners have heard me preach this before, and and the days where you have that first meal being high protein, uh, like a protein focused meal. It's amazing. Like you'd see your, your blood sugar just be steady uh, and like set you up for success. So I've always, my, my personal approach is like if if I'm having a more carb centric or higher carb meal, I, I like it at the end of the day, uh, as my last meal. Cause then if I get that, that sleepy feeling, it's okay. Hopefully, it helps me sleep better. <laughs> but yeah, I, I really, I really appreciate the that uh, that comment. And also, a lot. Of, I always often get questions about the fruit and veg and the fiber uh, perspective. Just what's what's your thoughts on terms of how much you should be having? Because that also can be limited by your your carbohydrate goals.
0: Yeah, and that's uh, it's such a personal thing, and. Dependent on where you're at and how active you are how metabolically healthy you are so like a a Really high level athlete who's very metabolically sensitive can handle a lot more carbohydrate. Maybe 200 is a good threshold for them. Although I do know a lot of athletes who have now gone to higher protein, higher fat, and really just sustain themselves, their energy off of ketone bodies. But um, as far as fruits and vegetables go, again, um, it's really important to focus on the types. And um, when people are very metabolically ill, in wanting to reverse their disease, I really have them focus on the above ground vegetables that are very low in carbohydrates and less on the starchy. Again, not that you can't eat anything. It's like Sometimes I'll post a meal on Instagram and someone will be like, wait, I thought I could never eat sweet potatoes or sweet potatoes are bad. I'm like, well, no, they're not (laughs) just you have to look. There's so many factors that come into play. We don't just want to single out one whole food and say you can't ever eat that again. Um, So it really depends on where people are at. But in general, I I have them focus on above ground vegetables because they're less a stimulating of insulin when people are ill, and then you can slowly start to add some starch to your foods back. But I always, and you can agree with me, every you know, I've, any health practitioner can agree like whole foods are going to that's what we should be focusing on. We should really try to limit. The ultra processed foods and package as much as possible. And that's just across the board for anyone. Mm. And so as far as fruit goes, again, there's going to be different um preferences, and people are going to have different blood sugar reactions. Um, but in general, like berries are, are lower stimulators of um of blood sugar spikes and yeah, people like to to um, say like, I can't have any fruit, right? It's like most people can do okay on like one piece of fruit a day. It's just when we have smoothies with seven pieces of fruit and three bananas and, you know, apple juice and all of these things together collectively, um, that's where we go wrong. But you mentioned a continuous glucose monitor, and that's always the best way to just see how you are personally reacting to the foods that you're eating. I also teach food order because if we Mm. eat our foods in a certain order, that has a lot of effect on our blood sugars as well. But when I last wore a CGM this summer, um, my favorite fruit is cherries. And I ate 12 cherries after I had already eaten like protein and, and fat and I watched my blood sugar climb to 177. And I was like, oh my gosh, what is happening? And I didn't eat them by themselves. And I'm like, it's got to be these cherries. And so I, a couple of days later, I ate six cherries instead of 12, again, with protein and fat. And it went to 151. And so for me, cherries is probably just a food that spikes the heck out of my blood sugar I don't know if it'll always be like that, but it's really sad because it's my favorite fruit. So I would never know that unless I wore a monitor. And so um, I could probably negate it with, you know, taking a walk after a meal or I don't know, maybe having some vinegar, but it's so individual. And, And so with fruit, yeah, we need to scale back on it if you're very, very ill, but usually you can add a little bit more in, but the, the glucose monitor is definitely the best way to track that.
1: We'll be right back after these messages with Shanna Husson. My,
0: it's better do your job and roll up and watch how we roll up and I take not control it, can't it's so nerds. I take a sip of that yak, I want to... F- I take a hit of that... It got me stuck, but really what's... Some- Stream us live at saga960am.ca saga 960
1: Welcome back, folks. We're, we're talking to Shanna Hussin on Salt and Healthcare Radio. My, mine was white rice in terms of the, the, the shocking sh- uh, and, uh, sugar spike. uh We talked a bit about, or we talked a lot about reversing metabolic disease through nutrition, but. Uh, in terms of your, your students, are there, have there been any other conditions you've seen improve as a result of improving how they eat?
0: Yeah, I mean, as I think just about everything can fall into that. And that in in my experience, like intermittent fasting, if you do it in the right way and working with your hormones... Um, that can be helpful for healing for just about anything. But yeah, the the bulk of my students are those with weight issues, diabetes, fatty liver, um, PCOS or polycystic ovarian syndrome. But I will say too, like this lifestyle, just trying to keep the blood sugar level and going longer periods of time to let your body heal when you're not eating um, really can help with skin issues you know, people have uh, just this last week, I've had like three people say that they've resolved their eczema, which is huge because that is eczema is no fun. I mean, that that can be atrocious. So skin issues. I've also seen like just sleep improvements. Um I've seen gastro like people with irritable bowel syndrome. I won't I wouldn't say quite as much the inflammatory bowel disease but like irritable bowel syndrome definitely this helps to improve um and then like i just think mental clarity Mm. and you know this is a whole nother podcast but you know, I think just like depression and anxiety, a lot of that can stem from blood sugar dysregulation as well. So you stabilize blood sugars and a lot of that can improve as well and improve the gut microbiome. Um, there's just so many things that I think can be done naturally to improve all of the conditions through nutrition and blood sugar regulation for sure.
1: Absolutely. I, I, I like I'm a pretty big fan of Chris Palmer's work in terms of the impact metabolic syndrome has on our mental health, and and so I I think that's an important consideration, as you said, Shannon. Like especially in in this era where we're we're seeing increasing rates of anxiety, depression, eating disorders, you name it. Like this is a. This is a tool that people have at their disposal. That is, you know, you, therapists are expensive, not always covered. It is, it is you got uh, medication which works for some, but is also maybe people can't afford it. But when you when you can, when you have the idea that food could be your medicine, especially when it comes to mental health, I, I don't know. To me, that's super powerful. Um, so I'm wondering, you know, if we kind of end on a high note, is is there any students, clients that were, that really, you think about that, that really had a dramatic impact that you had a dramatic impact on their lives and, and what that transformation looked like?
0: Yeah, I always love the ones who are like silent followers and just like absorb the information, whether it's from the podcast or my Instagram page, and all of a sudden they'll send me like a direct message of a before and after. It's like, hey, I lost 40 pounds in the last six months. I thought you'd want to know. And I've, you know, I've never interacted with, <laughs> with these people before. That's awesome. Um, you know, certainly I work a lot closer with a lot of my students but then there's just like like I said these silent followers who just pipe up and I'm like um can I at least interview you on my podcast please (laughs) because you are making such strides but I think just collectively for my students um I just love when the light goes on it's like a light switch goes on for these people and just grasping that this isn't a restrictive thing this is how we're meant to eat it's very very empowering to know that what you're implementing is sustainable and lifelong It's not that you're just going to be on this diet for a year and lose this weight and then you're going back to what you're doing before. It's like, no, this is sustainable. This is what works for, you know, like keeps us full and nourished and allows us to burn our own body fat when we need to. It allows our body composition to come back. Um, so yeah, I just interviewed this lady, her name was Bonnie uh, about a month ago and she was that person. She's like, (laughs) Hey, here's my before and after, um, you helped me lose 40 pounds. I just started listening to your podcast like six months ago. Um, so those are always really fun, but I also had a a student. Her name is Susan who had been told she had type two diabetes and been told that, you know, her blood sugars were creeping up and up despite her doing what the diabetes educator had told her and doing all of the things that she thought were supposed to be helpful. And she's just in shock. Like she can't believe that she's reversed her disease process and her A1C from went from like nine to 6.2 or something in, in like six months. And, um, you know, she She's always posting stuff on my pages like, please do this program. Just please, do, please do this program because it's manageable and you don't have to live with disease for the rest of your life. And I always love when like husband and wives, you know, do it together and they change their family like these things. If you can implement it and just get it and you have that light bulb moment and then even if, you know, it's hard with kids. I mean, you and I have just said like, it's, it's tough with kids. It's a fine line you're walking where you don't want to be like crazy mom, but you know what you know, and you want <laughs> them to be healthy. Um, but you're changing the whole like family outcome and you know, the, the next generation. So if you know, all of these things and how to nourish your body properly, how to manage your blood sugar. And you teach your kids that over like in, in a way that, that they can follow and make sense to them. You know, you're just, then their kids are going to know. And it's just when I, that, that is honestly why I started all of this. I'm like, I can just change one family and they know to teach their kids, these concepts I will be happy with that. So, um, it is empowering. It's very manageable. It's doable. You just have to have the proper tools and the proper education, and and you can definitely
1: do this. A hundred percent. I I love that. I I love it so much because you you nailed it the when you when you when you said when you alter a family's trajectory, it is so powerful because a lot of this is is generational people see that oh my grandma had di- type 2 diabetes my my dad has type 2 diabetes i'll probably have type 2 diabetes but when you live the change when you become the change people buy in it's it's like it's a lifestyle like you know in our house that's what, we, what we're trying to promote very active living all the boys are in sports mom and dad work out We 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 try and promote that as like a lifestyle that we that's part of our values. And when you have that positive health change, like I really think that could be so dramatic for so many. And I mean, my other my other big uh, belief is if you could have some healthcare providers also buy in and have their transformation happen, like that is a huge amplifier for sure. But uh, Shanna, this has been. Epic, this has been glorious. You're dropping knowledge like crazy. I want people to be all encompassing of you. So, where can people get a hold of you? Tell us about your podcast, your courses, your book. Where, where do we nail that?
0: Yeah, my book is available on Amazon. It's called Fast to Heal. The paperback is there. There's a digital download on my website as well. And then my podcast is called Fast to Heal Stories, and that is. All Things Metabolic Health and Reversing Insulin Resistance, um, an episode comes out every week, and I'm very active on Instagram, like we mentioned. Uh, I put a lot of content there, and I post a lot of what I'm eating on my story, so that helps people. It's like, okay, well, you're telling me to eat all this protein and pull back carbs, but what does that look like? So I post that there, and that is just my name, RDN. And then my website is where my courses are housed. Um, There's all different types of courses there, and that's at fasttoheal.info.
1: Amazing. Shanna, thank you so much for doing this. Keep changing lives, and I hope we get to do this again.
0: Thanks for having me. It was a fun conversation.
1: Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that, Shanna Husson, nutritionist, podcaster, author. Killing the game, folks. That's what she's doing. She's killing the game. I want to thank our sponsors, BetterHelp.com, largest online counseling platform. You got to check out BetterHelp.com, backslash solving healthcare. And you get 10% off. Check out Element. This is what I use anytime I, I got to do some exercise, post-exercise when I'm fasting, sugar-free electrolyte drink. They're balling. Go to drinkelement.com backslash quadcast and get your free sample pack. That's drinkelement.com backslash quadcast. Also, make sure to check out our 28-Day Reboot course. Those that are trying to get into the health kick, we keep it simple. Highly effective ways such as increasing your protein intake, getting your 10,000 steps in, turning off your screens an hour before bed to enhance your your, your sleep. All these steps that we do together to try and improve our health and wellness. Check out 28-Day Reboot. That's 28dayreboot.co. day You want to learn more about what we throw down? Go to drquadro.ca. And lastly, if you want to sign up for our newsletter, that's quadcast.substack.com. Quadcast.substack.com. Connect with us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, TikTok, threads at quadcast. You can leave any comments at quadcast99 at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. We constantly want to improve on the show's content. Don't be shy. This was Luscious solvent Healthcare Radio with Dr. K. Peace. I remember seeing you when spaghetti straps. Knapsack held up by your back. When I seen it, I was like, damn. Girl, do you have a man body?
0: No radio? No problem. Stream us live on saga960am.ca.